Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Michael Barrison, who was charged with the attempted murders of Lauren Kanarek and Robert Goodwin. Kanarek was struck in the chest by two bullets from Barrison's weapon, and as it was undisputed that Barrison fired those shots, his legal team argued that he was not guilty because he was legally insane at the time of the shooting, and in the alternative because he fired those shots in self-defense. In our last episode, we began our look at the testimony of Detective Brian Bailey, who investigated the shooting for the Morris County Sheriff's Office. In this installment, we continue our look at the rest of Prosecutor Christopher Shellhorn's direct examination of Bailey. We also explore the beginning of defense attorney Edward Belinkus's cross-examination of the detective. That's coming up right after the break. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. At the end of the Barrison trial's first day, Prosecutor Christopher Shellhorn asked Detective Brian Bailey about articles of clothing that were recovered from the shooting scene. As day two of the trial begins, Shellhorn resumes that line of questioning. I think yesterday uh, we concluded your testimony talking about uh, some articles of clothing that you recovered from the rear of the farmhouse. Yes. Uh, and you had identified two articles of clothing that you recovered near the stairway, a red and black shirt, S-182, and a yellow sweatshirt, S-183? Yes. Did you collect any other clothing from outside the farmhouse area uh, in the yard? Yes. And what was that? A red Nike polo shirt. And, Detective, I know we were just here yesterday, but if you could just reorient the jury uh, to 216 and what the vantage point of this photo is. That's the rear of the residence, just off the driveway to the back a little bit, and that is the white trailer where Mr. Barrison was when I arrived on scene. And I think you indicated yesterday that he was in that area receiving attention from some medical folks? That's correct. Are you aware that certain articles of clothing or items of potential evidentiary value were left in the area when Mr. Barrison was removed from the scene? Yes. And I'm going to direct your attention next to S250 in evidence. What is S250 a picture of? That is a picture of the clothing um, located near Mr. Barrison. Was the condition of the clothing in that area the same as the condition of the clothing that you recovered in the back of the farmhouse? Yes. And can you tell the jury what that was? That is, uh, the, the condition of clothing was saturated, it was soaking wet, and it was the, the red shirt and the, the shoes. And I'm going to direct your attention, I think it's on the desk in front of you there, to what S186. What is S186? It's the red Nike polo shirt. And uh, how can you tell that that's the red Nike polo shirt? It's in the bag that I collected it in. All right, Detective, you've removed the uh, shirt from the bag. Does that appear to be in the same or substantially the same condition, although it's dry now, as when you recovered it on August 7, 2019? Yes. And uh, if you could, Judge, with your permission, if the detective could walk it down in front of the jury into the gallery, showing the front on the first uh, pass and then the back on the second pass. Certainly. Shellhorn next moves on to other items of evidence that were discovered in the driveway of the 411 West Mill Road property. 
Detective Bailey, at some point while you were in the area of the scene, I know that you had indicated that you marked certain items of evidence with uh, placards. Correct. And I'm going to draw your attention first to S207. We're just pulling it up. I believe you testified to this photo yesterday. Correct. Again, just uh, for purposes of the record, can you reorient the jury to the angle or the vantage point that S207 is from? This is a mid-range photograph located in the driveway of a placard number two that is covering a potential piece of evidence, in this case, a shell casing. Um, the director attention to S234. What is S234 a picture of? That's a picture of a shell casing. And which placard is next to that shell casing? A number one. And do you see that in this photo? Yes. Where is it? Top right of the photo. Now, the shell casing that we're looking at uh, in S234, uh, did you collect that shell casing? Yes. And do you see it in front of you, Mark, as S179? Yes. You would uh, please just uh, remove that and show it to the jury. This might be tough to open. Now, Detective, you uh, testified that that's a shell casing? Correct. Based on your training, education, and experience, what is a shell casing? Shell casing is, uh, when it's fully intact, it's a bullet. When it's discharged from a weapon, a firearm, it's now a discharged shell casing. So I'm, I'm sure we'll have more testimony about ballistics later on in the trial. But uh, are you saying that when a bullet is shot out of a gun? The projectile comes from the front of the barrel, while this is ejected from the ejector port. And you located that in the area of the uh, driveway behind the farmhouse? Yes. All right, thank you. Next, I'll direct your attention uh, to S204. And what is S204 a picture of? Uh, it's a mid-range photograph of another placard, two in the back patio area of the driveway. Direct your attention to S236. What is S236 a picture of? It's a picture of the shell casing that is located underneath the uh, fire debris can with the evidence marker on top of it. And can you remind the jury why you went back and put that uh, can over the top of the shell casing? With the weather that we were getting and the amount of rain that we got in such a little bit of time, uh, I decided to use fire debris cans to kind of dig them around the shell casing so we wouldn't lose any potential evidence. Was that fire debris can uh, used or was it new? Brand new. Shellhorn then segues to the second shell casing that Bailey found in the driveway. Next, I'll uh, show you two S237. What is S237 a picture of? Uh, spent shell casing. And uh, would this be the same shell casing that you just indicated you had originally marked with marker number two? Yes. And can you describe, obviously, you know, we're looking at the picture, but can you describe where that shell casing was found and what the condition was? Uh, the shell casing was found in the rear of the driveway, just off to the, to the left in the grass area. But being with the water, it was slowly getting submerged in water. So that's why we preserved it and covered it. And you have S180 in front of you. Correct. What is S180? It is that shell casing. Did you collect that shell casing? Yes. Did you put it into that envelope? Yes. And if you could just uh, remove it from the envelope and show it to the jury. Thank you, detective. After you collected the shell casings, as well as all the evidence you collected, where did you take it? Uh, it was secured into the command post. Um, that was located on scene, and when we were clear from the scene, those pieces of evidence were then transported back to the crime lab and secured in the evidence room. And at some point, are you aware whether certain evidence were submitted either within your agency or to other agencies for further examination? Yes. Do you know if those shell casings were uh, ultimately given to someone from your agency for examination? Yes, they were. And do you know who that was? Yes. Who was that? Uh, forensics examiner Bill Stitt. Now I'm going to show you next uh, S. 239. What is S239 a picture of? Uh, it's a mid-range of 
the rear of the driveway, <clears throat> slowly coming into the back of the residence with the evidence placard number one, marking a magazine. What do we see in the top right of the picture in between the truck and those white items? And those are the evidence placards that were marking the shell casings in the driveway. And would that have been shell casing the first one that you showed, S-179? Yes. Uh, all right, so with respect to the item that we're looking at in the foreground of this picture, I'm going to direct your attention to S-240. What is S-240 a picture of? A magazine. And what is a magazine? A uh, magazine is what contains the cartridges for a handgun. Is this a close-up photo of the magazine that you located in that grassy area? Yes. Were there any bullets located inside of this magazine? No. I believe that's already been moved into evidence as well. You have S-181 in front of you. Yes. Is S-181 the magazine that you recovered from that grass area? Yes. And how do you know that? Uh, it's in the bag that I put it in. Is your handwriting on the bag? Yes. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. After Prosecutor Shellhorn concludes his questioning of Detective Bailey regarding evidence recovered from the driveway location where Lauren Kanarek was shot, he moves on to ask Bailey about the location from which Michael Barrison allegedly retrieved the firearm that he used to shoot Ms. Kanarek. All right, Detective, when you were uh, finished searching the area of the... Uh the farmhouse and processing that area, did you search and process any other areas of the property? Yes, uh, then proceeded up to the dressage area, um, process the clubhouse and the office. All right, Detective Bailey, I'm showing you what's been marked as S301 in evidence. What is S301 a picture of? Uh, that's an overall the entrance working our way into the office. So this would be coming into the office from where? The clubhouse. And I'm going to show you what's been marked as S302. What is S302 a picture of? That's after we entered and photographing our way back towards where we came from. Were these photographs taken before you conducted your search? Correct. What is on the right-hand side of that picture, S302? Uh, a safe. Did you search that safe? Yes. Uh, did you recover a number of items from within the office area? Yes. And did those items include certain electronic devices and uh, various paperwork? Yes. Were those all... Uh, marked as evidence and then logged into evidence? Yes. In the same method that you described earlier? Yes. All right, I'm going to ask you some questions about uh, searching the safe. I'm going to show you S303 in evidence. What is S303 a picture of? Uh, that's an overall of the safe. And was the safe in that condition, meaning the door was closed when you got into the room? Yes. Was it unlocked? I believe so. And you were able to open the door and get into it? Yes. All right, next I'll show you S304. What is S304 a picture of? Uh, that's an overall photograph of the inside of the, of the contents in the safe. And is that a fair and accurate picture of the contents of the safe before you conducted any search? Yes. Meaning that that's how the items all appeared when you first opened the safe? Yes. All right, Detective, did you uh, collect a number of items that were located in that safe? Yes. And if you could just describe for the jury what some of the items that we can see in the picture S304 are. Uh, there's a pink and black gun case 
And, and where is that? That's on the, located on the top shelf. And what's next to that pink and black gun case? There is a dummy magazine located directly to the right of that pink and black case. Can you tell the jury what a dummy magazine is? A uh, dummy magazine, you can't put any rounds in, any bullets in, um, and that would go into a, a weapon to keep the weapon safe. What would be uh, those items that are located to the back left on the top shelf behind the pink and black gun case? Those are various different types of ammunition. Were you there when that ammunition was cataloged? Yes. Moving down to the next shelf below that on the, on the left-hand side of the safe, what are those items on the left-hand side? Those are rifles. And were you there when those items were collected by the Washington Township Police? I wasn't physically in the room, but during that night, yes. To the right of that, on that uh, second shelf down in the very center of the picture, what is that uh, item that looks black and copper? That is a box of 9mm rounds. And what is behind those that box of uh, 9mm rounds? There is two revolvers and one semi-automatic handgun. All right, uh, Detective, I had handed up a number of items just now. Uh, what is S306 a picture of? That's a box uh, containing 9mm rounds. And did you uh, photograph that as it was when you opened the safe? Yes. Can you describe the condition of that box and the state of that box when you <laughs> opened the safe? The box was partially opened. What we're looking at in the, the back of the photo or the middle of the photo, the back of the box was slightly torn um, and was open until approximately the fourth row of, of bullets. And I think to your left there, there is a pointer that we tried charging last night. I don't know if it will work on this picture, but if you could just point out to the jury. Can I stand? Yes. Yes. Uh, can you see it? Yeah. It's uh, So the box was, was partially open, ripped up at the top here. Um, you can see me circling on it, trying to do my best. But um, it was also open to approximately the, the fourth row of bullets, like midway. And you, did you collect that box of bullets? Yes. And do you see an item of evidence, S-190? Yes. What is S-190? S-190 is the box of ammunition, 9mm The same ammunition that we're looking at oh, in that video. Yes. Detective, if I could ask that you could open that box carefully and pull out the tray with the, the bullets in it. And then, Judge, if I could ask that that could be walked around to show the jury the uh, condition of approximately how far open it was at the time the detective searched the safe. Certainly. Go ahead, Detective. Thank you, Detective Bailey. If you can put that back into the envelope, please. Detective, we're pulling up next S-305. What is that a picture of? It's a picture of a pink and black gun case, and located directly to the right of that is the dummy magazine. Now, what was the... And you took this photograph before you collected those items? Yes. What was the condition or state of the black and pink gun case? It was, op it was open. And, and how does it open and close? With a zipper. Uh, do you see in front of you S191? Yes. And if I could ask, uh, that, that has been moved into evidence, if I could ask you to open that to show the jury. And is that currently open or closed? Open. Could you uh, open it for the jury and show the inside? Detective Bailey, what is the blue uh, plastic item that's inside the gun case? This is, these are typically used to um, stick through the barrel or up through the, the chamber to make the weapon safe. And it's basically a flag, so... Um, somebody else would know the weapon is safe as well. And that was inside of the gun case when you collected it? Correct. Was there any other item or items inside the gun case when you collected it? No. Thank you. Now you indicated in S-305 that there was also an orange uh, dummy magazine next to the case? Correct. Uh, Detective, you indicated that there were a number of other guns located uh, in the safe? That's correct. And were those uh, taken into the custody of the Washington Township Police Department? 
That's correct, yes. Did you have a chance to look at those uh, firearms before they were taken? Yes. Were any of them loaded to your recollection? No. Now, you indicated that there were a number of uh, rifles or long guns on the left-hand side? Correct. Do you recall approximately how many? Uh, three. And was there any ammunition for those guns? Yes. And I think you indicated there was uh, some ammunition on the top left-hand shelf, which is shown in S304? Yes. Do you remember how, ha how many handguns there were inside the safe? There was three. Two revolvers and a semi-automatic. Do you have S199 in front of you? Yes. What is that? This is a, a revolver pistol. And do you uh, know what caliber that was? I believe it's a 22. Uh, S S199. Is that the Colt 45? This is the Colt 45. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, are you aware whether there was any 45 caliber ammunition in the safe? There was not. Are those guns in the same or substantially the same condition as when you saw them the night of August 7th? 2019, aside from the fact that they may have safety mechanisms on them at this point. Yes. Next, I'm going to draw your attention to S200. You have that in front of you. Yes. What is S200? It is a semi-automatic uh, handgun. And do you know what uh, caliber that was? I believe this is a 380. Was there any 380 caliber ammunition located in the safe? No. Detective, the last item I'm going to ask you about is S201. What is S201? It is a revolver. Do you know what caliber it is? Uh, 22. And was there any 22 caliber ammunition in the safe? Yes. Detective Bailey, are you aware whether those items were provided to Forensic Examiner Stitt from the Morris County Sheriff's Office? Yes. Judge, I don't have any further questions at this time for Detective Bailey. As Shellhorn returns to the prosecutor's table, Judge Stephen Taylor invites the defense to question the witness. Cross-examination. Edward Belinkus again rises on behalf of Michael Barrison. Good morning, Detective Bailey. Good morning, sir. Now, your job basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, was to secure the scene and protect and document all potential evidence, correct? Correct. Now, when you got to the scene, would you agree with me that it was chaotic? Yes. 40, 50 people running around doing different things, correct? I'm not sure on the number of people. How many would you estimate? I'm not sure. So I'm gonna show you 11-1, which is the crime scene gone. I'm sure. First of all, can you explain to the ladies and jury what a crime scene log is? Yes. A crime scene log is basically um, a log that somebody's gonna be taking to document who's coming in and out of that scene. Um, so we have a record of, of times um, in and out, basically, of what different, whether it's a police officer, whether it's emergency medical services, um, anybody that would be entering the scene. And were you the person in control of that log? No. Uh, can you take a look at that log and see if that refreshes your recollection as to whether or not there were approximately 40 to 50 different people in and out of that proxy? There's numerous people throughout, throughout the night. When you say numerous, in excess of 50 people, correct? I can count. No, don't, don't count, just does it refresh your memory? Yes, I would say so. Okay, thank you. What was your answer? Uh, approximately 40 people. Oh, thank you. And with that, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, the trial of Michael Barrison. Join us in our next installment as we conclude our look at the testimony of state's witness, Detective Brian Bailey. Also, if you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page.
This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced and edited by Chris Taracone. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and trial audio is courtesy of Law and Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Michael Barrison.